Most of the time, we review books that we really like here on The Book Boys. Other times, we review books that stink. And when a book really stinks, we get fussy. So this is a warning that sometimes we'll swear on this podcast, or sometimes the material that we're reviewing will be adult in nature. So keep that in mind as you listen to this week's episode. So Ben's eating again. It's a machete. <laughs> Why do they call that taco the machete? Well, if I hadn't gotten it to go, it would be one long, an 18-inch long taco. Mm. Well, we're not ready to talk about the book yet, though, are we? No, we're not. Um, ben, anything about your week? Let me start off with my week. I'll keep chewing. <laughs> Give you a chance to eat. Uh, and the machete is wet, but other than that, it's tasty. <laughs> Well, how long has it been sitting in that box? I don't know. It took me 10 minutes to drive here, I guess. All right, fine. So they I, just make wet machetes. I might need to take you up on that offer of a fork. Really? All right. Let's pause and do the fork. Ben! Thank you for the fork. <laughs> We're talking about my week. We're talking about my wet machete. <sighs> Man, that thing's just falling apart when you pick it up. This is so wet. All the insides just scooped right up. Yeah, I'm glad I have this fork. Thank you. Tell me about I got your to, week. Uh, Glenn! How was, your, how was your week? <laughs> I don't know if Glenn comes off as well as Ben! Um, I get to keep my job, which is both a victory and a sadness. <laughs> For, is this permanent or just until further notice? Probably until further notice. I can't imagine just like one round of layoffs. I survived it. Okay. Um, but I've been at companies that have had layoffs before and they do multiple rounds. So yeah. I've survived round one. I get maybe, if I'm lucky, another six months. Is this uh, in the layoffs at your place? Is this harbinger of a depression or something coming up, a recession? Yeah. Should, should the economy writ large be worried about what's going on at your employer? I have no real opinions. Um, I don't know or have looked into what is going on with the health industry that I am in. That uh, Apparently there's big, big problems with um, health insurance covering things. And so people aren't going in to get stuff done that's covered under health insurance anymore so that's the reason why suddenly all across the health industry everywhere uh things are shutting down there's huge layoffs pharmacies are closing like crazy and basically only cvs is like the existing pharmacies it's almost like the system is broken in our country yeah it seems a little weird doesn't it yep so i don't know i do know that uh a couple years ago congress under certain uh political leadership was trying to whittle away our existing health insurance, um, and I don't know if that plays a part into why this is happening. That's completely ignorance on my part. I'm just kind of speculating. Um, but yeah, it's big, and every, it's not just the company I work at. It's every health-related company is having massive layoffs right now and going through it. So it's kind of a big deal, and basically if you want to get like prescriptions is the big one, it's only CVS. Everything else is closed down. <laughs> I don't want to go to CVS for my prescriptions. I know. And it's CVS is like for like Target. CVS bought out their pharmacy. But other pharmacies at other places just shut down altogether. So like huh. the bigger places are surviving only because they got bought out by CVS. For some reason, CVS has got the stranglehold on all of our pharmaceuticals. That's probably good. I think history has taught us that monopolies are generally good for the end consumer. It is because... When it's one person, it just makes it, when one company, it's just easier. It's more efficient. It's more efficient. Definitely not a they're, problem. They're free to innovate <laughs> without being strangled. That was the thing that I loved the most is that somebody, there was some sort of private meeting with all these uh, CEOs and somebody leaked that information out to the newspapers. And you said you read about it, but that they, uh, I don't know if I said this in the last show, but they um, were saying, like, we got this email, an angry email from the CEO of our company saying, somebody leaked the information, so now we have to address this earlier than we intended. I really wish that uh, the newspaper would have also mentioned our innovations and commitment to our ideals. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking? No. Name, name one. Yeah, exactly. What, what innovations exactly? And why would our newspaper be like, yeah, there's going to be tons and tons of layoffs coming up real soon, uh, but this company does have some great <laughs> innovations. <laughs> and their commitment to their vision is immaculate. Well, the innovation and their vision, it's just squeezing more money out of people. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah, well, well cancer, done. and then they <laughs> rub their hands together. Yeah. 
I know. Let's innovate. So, uh, yeah, I get to keep my job. So both um, the relief of not having to frantically scurry and look for a job uh, only made me feel worse that I think I'm resigned to being at this job for as long as humanly possible. When I don't enjoy the job at all. You could find a different job. I could. I, this gives me an opportunity to look for one at my leisure, kind okay. of. But, um, yeah, just the fact that I was like, oh, that's a relief. Made me go, oh, that's too bad. I'm dependent on this. It's time to look for a job is when you already have a job. Is the Yeah, we've heard that. Job. Same thing with relationships. No, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's about it. I've christmas up a place. You did. That's I celebrated delightful. being able to keep my job by uh, decorating up trees, lights everywhere, the whole thing. I own a house now, so I'm really going nuts. Uh, that's about it for my week. Anything exciting for you? I had uh, my departmental Christmas party at work last week. It was a scavenger oh. hunt at the mall. <laughs> mall of America? Yep. <laughs> I haven't been there, and I, I can't remember the last time I'd been there. 10, Since 15, the 90s? 10 or 15 years, probably, at yeah. least. Yeah, I don't wow. make a habit of going to the Mall of America. It's nice. It's, it's, a, it's right. a nice experience. It's all right. Don't go in the evenings if you can help it. Or did you go in the evening? No, I was. I left before oh. five. We, took, we shut down the office for half the day to go to the mall and scavenger, do a scavenger hunt and drink. Oh, you got to drink too? Oh, look at that. Yeah, we had the uh, Hard Rock Cafe rented out. Well, well, well. Um, and there was an open bar there. And then during the scavenger hunt, there was drinking too. I didn't. They uh, gave us wristbands with our company logo on there. Mm. And I was like, what the hell do we need a wristband for? Yeah. Um, but then during the scavenger hunt, which was app-based, it was, it was kind of kind of nifty. Oh. You download and install this app, and it gives mm. you the clues, and then you like well, well, take well. pictures to submit evidence that you, You've done solved it. the clue. Oh, yeah. I get it. But a couple of them, the clues are at bars, and it's show your wristband to get a free drink. Oh, well, wow. So, Look at this. company likes to drink, apparently. Well, it's not bad, though, that they'll spend money on oh, things for employees. It's kind of money, nice. Yeah. Like, I haven't worked at a place that's done anything like that in a long, long time. Well, that was just the departmental on the marketing Christmas party. Next, this coming Friday, is the company-wide Christmas party, mm. and that's you know thousands of people there, and I guess that's open bar, too. Mother of pearl. Yeah. Mother of pearl. You're going to have... You're gonna have the, those, they, they had uh, to rent out the... Uh, the Civic Center at one of the oh, you're talking medium-sized cities here in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's a big deal. They pay for everyone's hotel rooms. So does this mean you have a better chance of a 1950s-style, like, drunken Christmas party hookup? Um, it's going to happen? Have you been scoping out to be like, that one drinks a lot? I don't think I want that to happen. Okay. Right. Well, that seems standards. like a bad idea. Well, no, it just seems... Not if it's because you go, hey, it was Christmas, drunk at Christmas, you know, what okay. happens at drunk Christmas. No, I'm not saying no. <laughs> okay, that's what I wanted but to hear. It's just, I just wanted to see that you weren't turning down the entire opportunity. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. <clears throat> completely, I just, it doesn't seem like a great idea, but. No, yeah, it's not. It's life. If it happens, it happens. It could be a beautiful thing. <laughs> you roll with the punches. Also, it's it. a, uh, the one coming up, it's a, it's a masquerade ball. Mm. I don't know if I told you that. No. So that's is there any kind of that's idea increasing of the odds kind of, of that? Away? Like, is it going to be eyes wide shut style masquerade ball, or is it like with like the weird flamboyant costumes? It is costumes? for me. <laughs> you going to wear like a peacock mask? No, I got. Like, oh, do you want to see my mask? Suit? I got my mask. You do? I, uh, well, I don't have it with me. I'll show you a picture of it from Amazon. No, I know. I was expecting you to bring an entire mask here. I, I understood that you're pulling out your phone. Actually, maybe next week I will. Yeah, do the entire episode in a mask. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe when I put this thing on on Friday, I'm going to feel really uh, emboldened and empowered, and oh. the mask will be my thing. <laughs> Wouldn't you like that? <laughs> well, that's my thing now. I would like it if when you wear the mask, your idea of confidence is just to shout more. <laughs> so we're sitting here recording, and you're just talking really loud the whole time. <laughs> Isn't that fancy? <laughs> it's totally eyes wide shut. Yeah, that's I told you. amazing. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, maybe there, maybe there will be a drunken hookup. Uh, with a, for the listeners, a regrettable. it's a tiny little mask, like a robber's mask, that's done in gold and white and red and black, like a jester sort of Yeah, pattern. I believe it was described as Venetian in style. There you go. That would make sense. Listing. Yeah. Um, wow. Retro need... men's Venetian masquerade mask. That's exactly what you need. Uh, well, that's interesting. So, yeah, we got Christmas. That. Yeah. Look at us at Christmas. Uh, anything else? Well, just while we were talking, I got a... Match on the dating app, so that's ask, good. Have you talked to anyone? Have any dates been set up? I doubt it. <laughs> you still got that one where you're not sure if it's, uh, when that's going to happen and if it's going to happen. Well, they, yeah, the one is supposedly coming up in two days. 
Oh, um, two days. Although I haven't talked to her in a week. But she also hasn't unmatched me. I don't know if I even want to go on that date anymore. Yeah. Ah, you should, just to see what that's all about. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Go ice skating. There's another so one cold and you call it short. that what? was maybe going to be happening tomorrow, but I, I haven't talked to her since Friday. Hmm. She also lives about an hour away from here. Hmm. That'd be one of those outstate towns? Yes. Where she probably has mall hair? I <laughs> <laughs> Does like, what are your interests? Oh, snowmobiling. But she's still there. She hasn't unmatched me, so I don't know. She won't. All right. They won't talk to me, but they won't. They won't get rid of you either. Yeah. So well, you're we'll hard see. to quit. But then now I just got it. Thanks. <laughs> But now I just got a new one, a new match, so maybe I'll... Just now, huh? Yeah, well, like while we were talking. But do you want to um, look over that profile right now? Like, how excited should you be about this? Don't have kids, don't want kids. That's She says that in her profile. Yeah. Well, there you go. You both are bitter little people. You'd be perfect together. Um, she seems nice. <laughs> <laughs> From what little you could tell. Well, there, uh, yeah. There's like a picture of her next to her car or something. Did you look at the car and be like, okay, she seems nice. <laughs> well, she... Yeah. Driving an Audi. She's so, a nice okay. I think she's Well, out. yeah, she looks like she's probably far more successful than I am, so that's good. Oh, boy, that's a problem. Why is that a problem? I was watching Columbo uh, for my birthday. I had a birthday last Friday. Cool. And my Happy girlfriend. Birthday. Thank you. Why didn't... I don't have your birthday in my calendar. Nah, I don't have yours in mine either, so... Yeah, you do. You? I do? Yeah, we went over this. <laughs> it came up so on, our, on a previous crazy. episode. Did it? Yeah, I was shocked that you knew it was my birthday. Yeah, so girlfriend bought me. I was complaining last week uh, a lot about how I can't watch Columbo. What? That's that cats. Cat? I think it's the cats. Really? It's amazing how human they sound when they walk down the stairs. Wow. It's like thump, 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 thump. Um, but anyways, going crazy last week because I just wanted to watch Columbo while I work. Columbo is the perfect show to watch when you're working. It's so slow. Every episode's like three hours long. P- Peter Falk is a treasure. He is a treasure. I love the show. Yeah. I genuinely love the show. But this, the show is so slow because it's from like the early 70s, and that's how they did shows back then. Yeah. It's three hours long because I guess these were like Sunday night movie kind of, like Sunday night mysteries and whatever. And so the, it wasn't like he was on every week. It was just like every, every once in a while. special occasion when Columbo comes on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're long episodes, and they move pretty slow, and you can always... Um, Tune out and do your work, and then tune back in. You haven't really missed much, and so I love Columbo for that reason. Columbo's also great for when you're sick and you got to take a nap. Uh, you can turn Columbo on, watch it, fall asleep, wake up. You can figure out what happened. Like you didn't miss a whole lot. So I love Columbo for that reason. Can't find Columbo anywhere. Not on Netflix. You can't like rent it. Nothing. So I was getting really annoyed. Girlfriend bought me uh, the all the Columbos. Wow. But yeah, it's great. I've been watching them, and one of the best parts about it is, which relates to uh, successful women, is that Columbo says to one of the people he suspects of a murder, uh, who works for a woman that he supposedly murdered, and Columbo says, "How do you do it?" And the guy goes, "Do what?" And he goes, "Yeah, work, work for a woman." <laughs> so that's been my thing. Every time my girlfriend will say anything, I'm like, "Ah, don't get bossy. I don't want. I don't want to work for a woman." <laughs> well, how how does one do it? I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. It's not going to be my problem. Yeah. Okay, Ben. Okay. Uh, but you, if you're dating a lady who is far more successful than you, you're going to have to think about what Columbo said. <laughs> how do you do it? Yeah, I'd be fine with that. What? I don't, what's the problem? Why wouldn't I want to? I'm not serious. Well, now this gets edited out. I'm not, it's a joke, damn it! It's a joke. <laughs> okay. Clearly, I have no problem working for a woman. I've worked at places for. Now I'm like, now I'm apologizing or something. This is yeah, weird. A little too vehemently. I don't know. You're. I know. Like, Suddenly things get a little cool, weird. Too far. You know who else likes Columbo? Gretchen. Yep. Yeah. She does. I was going to say, She's do we fan. have any? Do we have anything oral? Yeah, we do. Okay. She would just like to reiterate: you really should be flossing. It's not healthy that your gums are bleeding. <laughs> That's not a good sign. So, fine. Water pick isn't as good. Apparently not, because you're bleeding, right? All right, fine. Flossing is key, then. Flossing. I is have key. to floss. Just the teeth you want to keep. We've I been over sh- this. I got my show teeth. I know. All right. Fine. Um, but in a more general sense here, advice-wise, uh, don't use the charcoal toothpaste that is trendy right now. Ooh. It's stupid. That was her word. <laughs> I asked. And I asked, why is it stupid? And said, it turns your gum line black. It does? Apparently. I've, well, never, well, I've well. never used this trendy charcoal toothpaste. Well, I've seen it around. Yeah, well. And also I've seen like the charcoal toothbrushes for some reason. That's okay. the thing. I don't know if it's really got a charcoal aspect to it, but they're like kind of gritty feeling when you brush with them and stuff. Okay. Uh, so that's a bad idea. 
if well, they know that stupid. it turns your gum line black, then why would why would they sell it? Why would people want it? Stupid toothpaste for stupid people. All right. Well, all right. That was all oral with Gretchen. Yep. I almost feel like we need like a theme song. Uh, I wouldn't worry about that because I think we're running out of tabs. all oral. She's got yeah, no more. I've learned that the the breadth of knowledge in oral. <laughs> there's not a lot there. There's this. I'm sure there's a ton of opinions that she would have once you started I, the discussion. I've been trying. There's. She just doesn't have much. She doesn't care. Are you? No. She just. We've just exhausted the entirety of the knowledge. There's got to be more. So here. Okay. Here's what we'll do. That yeah. she can. I will ask. She, she will. She I'll offered, ask an oral question. Okay. Oh, she offered what? That she'll just give general life tips when she That's runs fine. out of oral hygiene tips. Oh, life tips. All right. Well, I'll ask an oral question. But her segment's still going to be called All Oral with Gretchen Tips. Oh, clearly. Okay. okay. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Even if it just gets into, like, relationship advice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, when they clean teeth, I always wondered, do they just scrape with a little scraper to get the darkened stuff off the teeth when they're cleaning? Because, like, I'll go for, for example, I haven't been to the dentist in a year, and I can already see little dark areas from all the coffee and stuff I drink. So it's like, well, they're going to wind up scraping and stuff yeah. when they're cleaning. Are they literally just scraping the stuff off? What are they doing? Well, so they're there scraping you go. plaque off, aren't they? Isn't that? Well, I don't I know. Because well, also my teeth are completely white and stuff, but they've been spending like 20 minutes scraping. And yeah, I figured right. that they're just scraping the dark stuff off. Can't, I could just do that at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't even floss, apparently. You think no. you could scrape the dark stuff off? I hate <laughs> flossing. My teeth are all... They get pinched and then it like breaks off and ugh. Ben Let's get into this book. Yeah. What, what is this book? It's uh, Belong to Me by Shayla Black. There we go. Uh, a book about a FBI agent training to be a submissive to go on a job. So we, a while ago, mm-hmm. had a very popular episode about Double Dirty Mountain Men. I think which it's only we popular f- to us because we just can't stop talking about it. That's the one it. I get the most feedback about from people. Anyway, we read that book with the intention of reading a romance novel, but that was just... Mm-mm. Pornographic. Yeah, that didn't happen. So th- this was our, our second crack at it, trying to read a real romance novel, I think. Yep. And this one <clears throat> came recommended to you by a co-worker? Is that by a co-worker. Okay. She said, apparently she reads a lot of these. She said, yeah, you just read a dirty smut book. And I said, well, Ben did say that he would be interested in reading like one that's actually trying to be like a real <laughs> romance, like where you feel something for the people you're reading about. Yeah. And she says, oh, yeah, there's a ton out there. There's like a lot of really good things. And so... And I said, oh, can you recommend one? She goes, yeah. And then she recommended it. And then before... Belong to Me by Shayla Black, she recommended? Yes, she did. She recommended a few. And I go, which one do you think is the best one? And and then she said, you know, Belong to Me. And then I said, okay. And so we had that on our list for a while. I told her like last week or whatever. Yep, we're about to uh, sit down and read that book you recommended. And uh, we'll try not to be too hard on it or anything if we don't like it. Because I know it's a book you like. She goes, oh, I don't like the book. And I said... I thought this is a book you read and recommended is like a, it's like a good romance. She goes, oh no, this one isn't good. This is just hard fucking. <laughs> like, well, wait, why? I know. So, so we're going to have to reading another smut smut book. We didn't read like a classy smut book. To be fair, hmm. there's a bit more story and character in this one than there compared is. to Double Dirty Mountain Men. There definitely is. Although I was struck on the first page that the main character is named Logan, which was the I same thought the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Do was it hard to forget his name? Well, does this book take place in the same universe? <laughs> is it the same Logan? <laughs> is this Logan is moved on? Yeah. Yeah. He from moved like, out of the mountain into the yeah, Navy, maybe things Navy didn't work out between the two. And, uh, or maybe this is like a prequel to what eventually happens with Logan once oh, he gets that mountain is, job. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit of Logan's backstory. Um, we'll never know. So, okay, so she doesn't think this is... A no, real I mean, I don't know if she likes it, but she's, this is not like the kind of romance where you care about the characters and it's got a real story. She's like, oh no, this is just a smutty book. Because I guess, yeah, so I was wondering about that I, while I was reading this. I was like, is this just what romance novels are? Because yeah, I had yeah. more of a picture that it's going to be like a like a romantic comedy movie, but in book oh, form. sure. And with, with some steamy action. But, sure, sure. But like reading sleepless in seattle or something like that yeah i was kind of thinking that uh we were gonna read a book 
and I don't want to keep reading romance novels all the time, but I think I would like to read one at some point that is more story with a couple of sex scenes in it yeah, kind of thing. So it's more of like you learn about these people, you see why they fall for each other, and then they have sex that's like meaningful and whatever. Yeah. And then it can be all hot and smutty, whatever. This is just every chapter has a long, drawn-out sex scene. It's like somebody directing porn, where it's like, they want to see fucking, so we give them only three minutes of talking, then fucking. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what's going on with this book. Every chapter is long, drawn-out sex scene so far. But there's a... It is. We'll get into it. It's weird. Yeah. So this isn't... So this is just more smart. Chapter one. (laughs) Logan's working in a BDSM place. Uh, he's dealing with a woman named Kelly. Well, it's, a, it's a club. It's you a club. It club. Fine. It's called Club Dominion. Club Dominion. He's dealing with a woman named Kelly who was doing a good job being submissive. She's too sassy. I thought her name then, was Kelly. Kelly. Oh. And then he learns <laughs> that the FBI is there to train agents uh, on how to be doms and submissives. So that's what we learned with that chapter. Um. <laughs> so I've got some issues already. Go on. So the, the, the setup is there's a uh, an FBI field agent. Mm-hmm who was trying to infiltrate a sex trafficking ring mm-hmm. and uh, was kidnapped. So yes. now, <clears throat> at Club Dominion, there's two FBI agents being trained to enter the scene so they can infiltrate it and rescue this other FBI person who's been kidnapped. The point of like sending somebody in undercover is to kind of like a long-term play to infiltrate the organization and get a lot of information, right? To bring the organization down. It's not just to go in to rescue one person who's been kidnapped. They know yeah. she was kidnapped. They know by whom. Yeah. They don't need to spend a week training to enter this organization discreetly to yeah. pretend to be part of the scene. Also, the two agents that are being trained have a strong personal connection with the agent who's been kidnapped. Yet. We learned that yet. Well, do we? Sorry. No, we don't. Not till chapter two, Mr. Get Ahead of Himself. Well, we <laughs> talked about maybe not sick of the structure of each chapter, but let's just let's just have a free flowing talk here. All right, fine. So the two agents that are being trained, mm-hmm. uh, a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. The woman agent, whose name is Tara <laughs> Jacobs, we'll find out. Yeah. Um, she is a close personal friend of this agent who's been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. They went to college together, I think. And, mm-hmm. and the, the guy, it's a little hush-hush, but he's in a serious relationship with this woman who's been kidnapped. Yes. So that seems like a bad idea to send in. If you're sending in people undercover, mm-hmm. I don't think you want the ones with a strong personal connection to the victim. That seems that would, like that would cloud judgment. That's why, like... The surgeon doesn't operate on his family at the hospital. Right. No, so, there's well, a lot of problems with this. If we're just free-flowing it, then fine. And then they said also that uh, this Tara woman who's being trained, she was kind of picked because she's not even a field agent. She's more of a desk jockey. Yeah. But she has a submissive nature, so she would fit this role. Do you know how many employees there are at the FBI? I don't know. I dozens? looked it up. 35,000. <laughs> and these are the two best so that dozens. they come up with? Yeah. <laughs> Several, Tens of dozens. Several thousand dozen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway. I, there is a huge problem with this. So uh, if we're just going to go loosey-goosey, Tara has her fiancé. <laughs> she works Brad? with her fiancé. And is he the one that's being a dom? I thought he was being trained Wait, to be how a dom. Because he was there. No, 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 no. He, w- he showed up how, there and yeah. watched her get... Like sexually molested and stuff, like the training that she's supposed well, to be getting. It's not molestation if she wants it, I suppose. But that's also uh, absurd uh, as well. We'll back up. Yeah, no, he we'll showed up. up. She is told to go in because she wants to save a friend. She's originally yeah. a desk jockey, yeah. so she's like, but she yeah, wants to try out being it. a field agent, and this is her introduction. To yeah, it. and they they did talk about how there was some sort of precursor to this portion of her training, which was like her and other people that wore bathing suits or they wore lingerie as they were being like tied up and whatever to see how comfortable. They could be. In. I guess she like made it through that and came to this. I'm guessing. <laughs> I thought they all came with, but whatever. So then it's like now she's just buck naked, and boy, is this uh, crazy. Um, and lo and behold, the person that's going to be the dom that's assigned to her is her ex boyfriend from high school, who took her virginity when she was 16. Took her virginity when she was 16, and uh, then broke up with her uh, shortly after, like the next day. Which the, the, the absurdity, next day, yes. The absurdity of this uh-huh. is, for one. She's getting dumped by a boyfriend from high school who she's still super angry at and can't believe that this guy... Like, she's angry as if it just happened yesterday, but it yeah. was 12 years prior. 12 years, yeah. He is a dom who never has sex with any of the submissives that come into this place. He's been celibate for five years. Yeah, and all he does is he jerks off to her from what he remembers of her when she was 16. He's 28 now. Yeah. 
<laughs> so that's complicated. And then on top of it, the reason why he broke up with her is because one, he walked in on his mom who was murdered and there's blood everywhere. Yeah. Like she was completely murdered in a grotesque way. Yeah. And then there was a note on his pillow that says, if you keep seeing Tara, I'm going to kill her next. So he breaks up with her for that reason. Yeah. Can, I, can I point out he broke up with her? So, okay. So they have sex. <laughs> the, you know what's weird about this conversation is yeah. you and I, as we're sitting here talking about this, we don't know where to start. Like we don't know where to back up to yeah. tell the full absurdity of this. It's it's tough. I'm gonna give There's it a layers sh- of absurdity. I'm gonna take a crack at it. Mm-hmm. So he takes uh, her virginity. Mm-hmm. Goes on to discover his mom brutally murdered. Yep. Goes to school the next day because his dad said you got to get back in the action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Routine. <laughs> so so he's at school the next day. And, and then she says, "Hey, sorry, I couldn't hang out with you last night. I'm sure that was tough for you." And he's yeah. like, "Oh, it's okay." But then when they break up, he doesn't use that as an excuse. It's because I'm not into you. And, well, to protect her. <laughs> no, I know, but for her, and, an excuse for her. He could have easily used the, well, my mom died, so it's not a good time for me to see people. Yeah. But instead, it's just like, I'm going to go date Stacy instead. And also, whatever. like, she broke her arm the night before. It was a very eventful night for she every, broke her all parties involved. because the potential murderer tried to run her over with a car. Yeah, she was on her bicycle, and yeah. <laughs> She's 16. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they went to school the next day. That was a big one for Logan me. and his older brother. Mm-hmm. And I love that he... And he's just talking to his older brother, like, out in the hallway, like, outside his locker. Oh, I know. And they're just like, hey, bro, you okay? Kind of, I was, kind of went through a lot last night. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but I'm really worried about Tara. <laughs> and then by, by chapter nine, I'm just like, they're never going to address the mom dying. They do later kind of address it by chapter nine, where Tara's like... I think like what what are we doing you know and like why did you break up with me and he's like oh it's because there was a murderer that was after you and I was trying to protect you and she's like you did go through a lot with your mom dying and he's like yeah but I want to make sure you're okay and it's like why doesn't anyone care about this mom the author is a psychopath <laughs> she so, doesn't have feelings for characters and people we um we only read the first half of this book so there's gonna be two episodes on this book we gotta mm-hmm. finish this up next week um, yes. before we leave here tonight I wanna I think we should give predictions to how the second half of this book is going to oh, go. Oh, Stepdad's doing it. Okay. That's it. That That's end of story. Stepdad's okay. the murderer. Stepdad's the one harassing. He's probably even the one abducting people. I don't know. He's super shady and controlling. Also, he's in the FBI. Or Whoa. was, and he retired. Yeah, but they, like... <laughs> yeah, I think he clearly is. It made it, like, really obvious, too. Oh, I know. Well, let's I back up. <laughs> so we'll, tell, we'll go a little bit, little bit linear here. I know you don't want to, but we're jumping all over the place. For the listener that's not familiar with the material, that... Uh, so in the first chapter, you just get to learn about Logan and this Kelly lady, and then Logan, how he doesn't like to have sex with the people that he works with. Uh, and so, so Xander comes in and finishes the job. So he has, he has his friend Xander, and Xander is like the buddy cop movie What does he keep calling him? Like his cleanup man or something? Yeah, he just like... yeah, that's right. But so then he always brings in Xander, and Xander's like happy-go-lucky, good-natured, like good cop kind of thing. Like, yeah. hey, how's it going? We're having that, a lot of wait, fun wait. here today. Good cop or good cock? Oh, oh, Ben. Yeah? Ben, Ben. You like ben. that? That was a good one. That's why people keep talking about Double Dirty Mom Men. It's because <laughs> of stuff like that. Because those little side things of yours. Yeah. Uh, that's when he learns that there's the FBI's in there where they're going to need to uh, teach people to be uh, submissive. And he learns that it's Tara, his ex-girlfriend from high school. My thoughts on that were just... Uh, that first chapter moved really fast. You learned about a guy. You were introduced to this other woman that he was working on, but she's not important, it turns out. Then he finds out about the FBI. Then he finds out about his ex-girlfriend. You learn about Xander. And bam, bam, bam. And I, my notes are, let's linger on the hard cocks a little bit. Let's not move so fast. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap our minds around that vibrating egg he inserted into Kelly just for a little bit before diving <laughs> into the FBI. Let's understand why Logan only masturbates to his high school crush even at the age of 28. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, the next chapter it's a big flashback to high school basically explaining the mom dying that we just talked about explaining why he broke up with her after he just took her virginity um, and that's pretty much it uh, oh and then my other favorite is that when at the end of that chapter so we, we already kind of talked about that I wrote down in my notes like didn't his mom just fucking die yesterday because <laughs> he still wants to touch her and close his eyes and save her yeah um at the end of this chapter, the thing that stood out for me that made this completely insane for me was um, in the world of this author, this 
woman has got a desk job. Her friend disappears into which is like apparently like the heart of darkness. Like she's gone into this jungle and no one's got they, no contact with her. Even like you said, they know who this person is. That's the ringleader of this organization. Like yeah. they, they, it's not a mystery. But apparently in this story it is. And so then they're like, well, we need a submissive woman to get in there. So she goes, she talks to it. She goes, I don't want to work with this uh, Logan. Uh, he's not going to be my dom. But then her boss is like, if you don't do this, you're going back to your desk job. And she's like, oh, well, I do want to save my friend. And then he's like, <laughs> then he's like, so you're going to do it then? She said, yeah. Then he goes, say yes, sir. And then she took too long saying yes, sir, which is like a dom thing. And yeah. then, so like, even her boss is like getting hard. <laughs> And like and also, there is no no way on the face of this earth in our reality that your boss at the FBI is like you're gonna go have sex with strangers, or you're going back to that desk job. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty amazing. Oh, and also that yeah the the nickname uh, Tara's nickname Cherry is introduced. <laughs> but Xander goes, isn't that your Cherry? And I was like, oh, is that supposed to reference like the first person you ever had sex with? Like you pop in your chair? No, that's just what he nicknamed her. And the name. And is Cherry, that why he nicknamed her that, or is it because of her like red I, hair? Or I, maybe it's or the is red it hair. Just I didn't catch that where he, that originated from, but I do Cherry. like in chapter ten where when they're going to perform on stage and he gives her nipple clamps that are two cherries. <laughs> <laughs> she was like touched by <laughs> No. Also, what a gesture. Just like in Double D- Dirty Mountain Men, as soon as anal happens, love <laughs> happens. She got anal in this in chapter 10, and then it became like a lot of mixed emotions, and she realized she loves him. So there's something yeah. magical about anal. Uh, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's still eight chapters oh, that's away. A, it's a, oh, chapters. Uh, chapter three. three is pretty short. It's just more sex. It involves well, Logan treating her really roughly during training. We also learn about uh, Tara's uh, relationship. She's engaged to Brad. And I thought Brad was there because Brad's no. there to watch one of these sessions happen. That's why I thought he was there as a dom. Yeah, no, no. He showed up. He's just, an He's just showing up. He's an assistant district attorney. He mm. was concerned about... He knows that Tara is training for this, so he showed up to watch, I guess, mm. and then found out that Logan is the one that's her dom now, and mm-hmm. he's all pissed off about that. And uh, Brad, he's uh, he can't please Tara. No, there's foreshadowing. He's not. Uh, uh, he's not a. I not a skilled um, lover, apparently. Getting a, during a get wet for me moment, she says, "It's been a while," which is clearly a hint that Brad's not cutting it. Yeah. Uh, then I wrote, "It takes a while, but he finally gets her to come." And the sex scenes. <laughs> are totally uninspired. Not like I know what I want here. I don't know what I want to read, but it's not like I'm reading like, wow, like, oh, it's really funny how they said purple-headed warrior or something. No, it's just like he inserted his penis into her vagina. Like, it's not even... The Double Dirty Mountain Men was at least trying to be creative where they, you know, said like he entered a roadhouse or whatever. (laughs) Like, for this book... Well, they did say... There's uh, a couple good ones. In chapter one, there was the silken clasp... I didn't catch silk in But they class. keep uh, just referring to her sex. Like, her sex was so wet. Or, yeah, or, true. Like that. Yeah, but it's not as, uh, I don't know. I wasn't as yeah. impressed. I don't know no, if I'm just I, being too hard on it. But for some reason, it's just like, why am I getting bored? Re- like, I kind of want to skip through the reading of the sex scenes and just get to what should be a story. Yeah. Um, anyway, so. Oh, that was uh, I said it, it would be nice to learn a little bit or to flesh out how and why her fiance. Because one thing we probably skipped over was in this mission she has to go in as a sub or you know whatever um submissive person to this organization so the idea being that she's got to be convincing she's not convincing if you're too much like oh i don't like this or i don't want to do that then they know you're fake and whatever i don't know if that's the problem it sounds like they just abduct people and then torture them so i don't think it's a situation where like we're looking for pros and then we never let them go i think it's just like we're grabbing anyone off the street because they say they're grabbing 10 year olds well they need to be and then yeah you know beating them up and doing whatever and selling them to very rich powerful men yeah so the deal is like i don't think they're saying like from the way they set up that mission it's not about like you've got to be the best sub ever I think it's more like you just need to be a person that walks in there and you're ready to like never come home again to try and solve the mystery. But here it's like you've got to be you got to submit more because you're never going to convince them. Yeah. And so there's that. Why would her fiance be okay with any of that? Because the idea being that she's going to go in there and have to be tortured and have sex with strangers, and her fiance is like, "Well, you're doing it for America." <laughs> yeah, like that's the part that weirds me out. But then when he finds out it's her ex boyfriend, he's yeah. like, "No, whoa, this isn't cool," which makes no sense. Uh, she starts off the chapter by shouting the safe word Romeo. She gives Logan a try and she I, just can't handle it. She hates it. So she's bottoming from the top. 
kind of whatever. Right, she has. I um. Also, I wrote a note here. Just this loophole. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> found a loophole, though. Apparently. Uh, that's when he pulls out rule 21.3.5 oh, right. <laughs> in the club rules, which I wrote is hilarious. It prevents two doms from fighting over a sub. <laughs> yeah, he found a loophole. Okay. In the in the club dominion <clears throat> bylaws buried in there. Because it didn't say it specifically. It took him 46 minutes to get to that part. Mm, I don't know. And they, it specifically said he, he read for 46 minutes and they finally found the clause he was looking for. <laughs> That's the loophole. Finally found his loophole. Uh, I love that Hunter's trying because, to conspire well, say, to break the, up Tara's marriage, like right off the bat. Doesn't know anything about this woman or their marriage or anything. He's like, well, we're going to break that shit up for you. Hunter was saying? Or Hunter, yeah, that was in the beginning of the chapter. Okay. Apparently his brother steps in out of the shadows like, oh. Tara's back. We got to get rid of that guy she's going to marry. <laughs> like, wait, why? You don't know anything about her. She's an FBI agent training for this undercover thing. Just leave her alone. Um, oh, so the loophole though was because mm-hmm. Tara was trying to get out of Logan being the dumb. Yeah. So she was demanding to be trained by somebody else, but but Logan found a loophole. So basically, he has four days to prove himself. Yeah, it's isn't like that to ridiculous? Set up a, like a cheesy action movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just kept imagining like. Throughout all of this, where it's Tara who's like bent over and being whipped and she's screaming and all of a sudden you hear a record scratch and like, yeah, that's me. I bet you're wondering how I got here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so obnoxious. Uh, I got a quote saying that he might be able to talk her into a blowjob, but not forgiveness. (laughs) That's like one line I liked in there. Um, The love scene or the, the training, the sex scene. Yeah. Involves a part where there's synchronized breathing. Just breathe with me, and they both breathe together yeah. at the same time in the same rhythm. Isn't that nice? <laughs> uh, there's a big thing about Tara's feet being cold. That one weirded me out. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of pages about, like, you never said your feet were cold. She's like, I didn't know if I wanted to tell you. I was like, don't you top from the bottom, you bitch. <laughs> like, it was just crazy. Well, then he put some socks on her so her feet would be cold. <laughs> and well, he rubbed them. He got down and rubbed them for well, a while. Well, it's such a clumsy metaphor. To, oh, she's getting cold feet. I, like, oh, I didn't see that. I just saw an what? Absurd, you didn't? Uh, absurd amount of references to her being cold in general, but it shows in her feet. But, okay. I Wow. I, well, I'm a little surprised you didn't. I, didn't was, miss, I thought that was I, pretty obvious. I didn't miss I didn't this one, I think they were going though. for subtlety. I didn't miss okay, this one, though. One? That no one could be as good as Logan. In college, she took some guys for a test drive. <laughs> some had made her motor rev a little. Yeah. Uh, none had given her the high-octane thrill like yeah. Logan. And he was the Ferrari of lovers. So I didn't miss that one. Yeah, I, I might have missed the super... foot one, but the other one I was able to catch up I can't on. Believe you didn't, yeah, she was literally getting cold, cold feet. feet. I mean, she was already in it kind of for a while there. Also, that's but another thing in this book that... Um, she won't submit fully, though. She's still hesitant. Uh, my, one of my favorite quotes, get the fuck out and don't ever darken my dungeon door again. <laughs> <laughs> also, that some other phrases that Logan stuck with me... Logan said that to Brad, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, one of the, some of the other phrases that stuck with me were wet walls, <laughs> seeping hole, and exposed and gorged nubbin. <laughs> I've never heard nubbin, really. Yeah, I think I missed nubbin when I was reading it. Oh. Okay. Uh, oh, I, I wrote a note saying, we're five chapters in the idea that a dom needs obedience has been hammered into us just like Twilight. So this is where Twilight starts to kind of happen for me. Yeah. It's as if the author has stated something in a previous chapter, totally forgot that they did, states it again in the next chapter as if we've never read it before. Because the character, Tara, gets like seven chapters in, and she's still like shocked it like oh my god i can't believe he wants me to be naked but it's like you yeah. we're seven chapters in yeah you've been fisted well <laughs> <laughs> i mean seven chapters has only been what a day and a half though in the you give me an hour of getting whipped naked by somebody i'd be like pretty world weary at that point i'd be like yeah well you know i'd be smoking a cigarette i'd be like well it's been a long day and it's only like an hour in chapter six tara runs into brad who's seen the whole thing in the halls and gives her an ultimatum to quit. Uh, and then uh, she does. She says, screw you, I'm out. And then she goes and has uh, more fun times with Logan. The engagement's off. Mm-hmm. She has to leave the condo that they have and goes to some seedy motel mm-hmm. to spend the night. And Logan, <laughs> Logan finds her there. Yeah, that's right. He shows up with groceries. <laughs> and booze, right? Or where did the booze Was come it from? Booze? Well, Is they it? were drunk. Oh, no, she was already drinking when he got there. That's yeah, right. she was already having wine okay. before he showed up. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that so I'm I'm making notes about like why is he mad now? She was he knew that she was gonna go quote unquote train yeah. to go with actual murderers that abduct uh-huh. people and yeah. have sex with them and yeah. get whipped and beaten by them. Yeah. Didn't bother him at all. It's no. like, well that's just part of the job. But, but that then it's like, Logan. But wait, Logan? Like that should be the last thing you worry. Like if anything, you should be happy <laughs> that the Navy SEAL is training your wife. Maybe she'll live. It's just weird. No, the Navy SEAL broke her heart twelve years ago. And Brad won't forgive him for that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Brad's out of the picture now, right? We're not going to hear from Brad anymore this book. Oh, yeah. He's not going to come back at any point later. <laughs> he's not a plot <laughs> device at all. <laughs> he's barely introduced and he's rejected. He's not going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking if I were to enter this universe, I would live like a king. Because I would say... The BDSM universe? Just this book, just oh, the way people okay. think. It doesn't even BDSM. Like once you okay. leave the dungeon and sure. you go out to the grocery store, you can be like, uh, "I'm gonna need all these groceries for free," and they'll be like, "Well, that's crazy. Why would you say that?" And I'd be like, "I'm an FBI agent." And they'd be like, "Oh, whoa, okay." Because apparently, I could go home to my wife in this universe and be like, "I gotta go have sex with a lot of people. I'm doing it for this one job," <laughs> and they'll be like, "Don't bother me. Oh, don't have an ex, though. Don't be an yeah. ex from high school." It's just a crazy, the mentality of these people in this story, where it's like, it would be like idiocracy. I'd be the smartest person there. I'd live like a king if I lived in this universe. Uh, chapter 7, more sex. This time Xander's involved. They do edge play. And I'd like to, uh, talking about Xander again, there's a quote from earlier I forgot to mention about Xander. Mm-hmm. Um, Wherever there was wet pussy, Xander was never far away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she keeps being shocked by the whole BDSM thing as if she doesn't remember that she's doing this for a mission. She's always being shocked. Like, what? Yeah. What's with the... You can't restrain my arms. <laughs> did you forget that you're going to be with strangers that are going to, like, whip you and beat you and hurt you? Well, if she did forget, I, it's fine. Logan will remind her again. I know. It would be like, you're doing this for the job. Remember. remember yeah. You can't... Don't fight back because they'll never believe you. They'll see right through you. Yeah. So that's the reason why I'd do so great in this world <laughs> if I lived in it. Uh, Xander's the buddy that tells her all the secrets. Tells her about how he doesn't have sex with anyone. Tells her about how he's got a tattoo that I think is about her. Or do you just say, like, ask him about it? Logan has Xander, or Xander, 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 tie Tara to this bed, strap her down and stuff, use a vibrator on her. Then Logan, this is the, this is a moment of, like, inception. Logan tells Xander to stop with the vibrator. Yeah. Like he's dictating to Xander what to do and what not to do with his sub. So he tells him to stop, and Xander does, which is a Dom making another Dom a type of sub. (laughs) Because suddenly you've got another Dom working for you on your sub. It was uh, mind-blowing for me. It was hot. Uh, Oh, uh, Logan talks about Tara's orgasm to Xander. Starts talking about, yeah, she gets so wet and goes on and on. And then Tara gets, like, offended and embarrassed. Even though she's been buck naked and, like, fisted yeah. for hours with strangers watching and her, <laughs> her fiancé. Yeah. And then she's embarrassed. Like, don't talk about and, my and orgasm. And her boss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then she's like, oh, don't talk about how I sound when I have an orgasm. <laughs> Uh, and then Tara brings up how they broke up in high school because she can't let that go as if it just happened the other day. She has no... They don't move on. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, you think she especially would have moved on. Yeah, she's about to get married, or she was, but then she's still, like, so hurt by it. But, like, yeah. I, if I was... If I had to talk to somebody I was dating in high school um, and we'd meet each other, I'd be like, hey, how's it going? Oh, yeah. so you got kids. Good for you. Yeah, no, yeah. I got some kids. Oh, I'm divorced. Blah, 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 blah. I wouldn't be like, you bitch, you dumped me. <laughs> Back in 1992. <laughs> also, the safe word at this point is just so overused. He's constantly like referencing safe words in real life, which drives me nuts. Like, yeah, I bet you use a safe word when you're pumping gas because you're too chicken shit to live life. <laughs> like, it's just so stupid. Uh, that's chapter eight it's when she's at her hotel and Logan shows up with groceries and. Then he tells her about the murder and how he feels about her, and they have a laborious build-up to a blowjob. The whole chapter is just a build-up to a blowjob. So she's finally back in love with him, and then she decides that, uh, I'm going to train by day and work on a relationship by night. And in all caps, I said, she's going into slavery. <laughs> she totally has no vision or perspective of what's going on. She should be so concerned about not surviving all the whippings and beatings by complete strangers... Uh, she he he wants to be her dom, so this is his dom thing getting taken into like real life, which is a point I make. 
In this book, the reason why I think the whole Dom thing seems almost as if the author might... And I can also be completely wrong. I always assume Doms are like people that uh, sexually are aroused by being dominant and stuff, and that's what makes sense to me from what I've heard. Here, the way Logan talks about being a Dom, he treats it like he's a classic samurai. Like, I need to have a person I work for, and I am highly dedicated. I'm here to protect you. So when he shows up at her place, he's like... Adam always protects his subs. Like, I'm here to watch over you and protect you. I'm like, you're taking the Dom thing as, like, a personal creed now at this point. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's, like, protecting you. He goes, I want to be your Dom as if, like, you know, be my, like... I mean, he's, is that part of why he's in the Navy SEALs? Is that to establish that this Logan character has a strong code of ethics? Sure, but is that what the Dom, like, the world of BDSM, is that what Doms are? That's what I, that's my ignorance. Yeah, the is good that, ones, maybe, I don't know. Where they, like, take it as a personal creed where it's like... I don't know. That I'm woman a Dom goes to my to grandmother. Me. I mean, I'm a Dom, in quotes, to my grandmother. I protect yeah. her and I serve her. <laughs> no, you're just being ridiculous. Maybe. Uh, he has the biggest dick she's ever seen, yep. so fuck that's yeah. goddamn right. I don't want to read about a guy with a small dick or an average-sized dick. No. I want to read about a guy who's got the biggest dick anyone's ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, by a wide margin, it sounds like. Uh, he has the other to, dicks aren't even close to no, Logan's dicks. I mean, she's seen a couple dicks at this point. In yeah, college, she test drove a few in college. Yeah, they weren't the Ferrari that is the dick of Logan. Um, she gives him a blowjob. She admits she's not good at it. Then he starts instructing her, breathe through yeah. your nose. Yep. <laughs> oh, also, it tells her to snap her fingers if it's too much, yeah. which is like, then all of a sudden that sent me on a whole thing of like, so do deaf people have safe words? And how do they express those safe words? Oh. Is it like a hand gesture? Maybe the hands are restrained. What's the universal part of the body you look at to see if, like, the butt cheeks are clenched a certain way? Then that's, like, the safe gesture. Did you, did you get any answers to these no, questions? No, I didn't have time to look it up. Thing. I was too busy catching up on this book before you got here. But anyway, she can. She had to snap the fingers because she can't say a safe word if her mouth is... No, full of all that. Full of the biggest dick she's ever seen. <laughs> she's so busy breathing through her nose, which yeah. I was thinking with the way the esophagus works and, like, you know... <clears throat> You're blocking all of the air passages <laughs> as it goes deep down in there. That it's uh, The nose and the mouth are not able to... I'll leave it alone. No, the nose connects to a different... To your head lungs or something, right? To your head lungs? Yeah. I just love the idea that you got two lung sacs in the back of your head. <laughs> Expand and retract it. <laughs> sure, my chest lungs are blocked. I use the head lungs. <laughs> Well, with their blowjob behind them in Chapter 9, they finally start to uh, have sex. Logan turns out to be a very tender lover. Uh, lover. Uh, Tara, back at the hotel, talks to their stepdad, and uh, then they go to the dungeon eventually in the story where she does anal while people watch. So, <laughs> And that's where she knew she was in love. That's kind of it, because that <laughs> does come up where... Anal, an exclamation point. She's never had it before. People are watching. She's struggling with the plug, and she gets used to it. Uh, in the end, she says that she feels closer to him than she's ever felt with anyone. So apparently Anal is like, that's the secret weapon, Ben. Yeah. That's like, I want to make this woman mine. I should just spend all my time trying to convince her to have Anal, because <laughs> then she'll be mine. Um, oh, the quotes. So during sex, Logan says... Someone's aroused, and also, mmm, sweet and spicy like cherry vanilla. And I wrote, wouldn't that seem childish and inexperienced and really annoying during sex to have someone say things like that? Well, and also in chapter nine, she described Logan as yummy. Yeah, <laughs> and that's again, that's the Twilight thing where it's like it's written. So Twilight has really cheesy yeah. sayings and dialogue. They're like, no one talks like that. It's super cheesy and really like dumb. But I'm like, okay, she's writing for like. A young teenager, so yeah. maybe that's how she thinks teenagers kind of talk. Yeah, these are grown people. Yeah, and I just looked at the author. I just looked this up. Mm -hmm. She's fifty-one years old. <laughs> <laughs> She's written like seventy of these goddamn books. Well, then how come she doesn't know better dialogue? Uh, she's giving the people what they want. I guess I don't know. Is that what they want? Like I don't know. Ask your girlfriend again. A woman, I have to ask her. Like, would you want me on top of you with my face and I'm breathing all over you and stepping on your hair and I'm like, someone's aroused. <laughs> Mmm, sweet and spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Logan growls a lot in this book too. I know that. What is with growling that in was these something books? that was yeah. from Double Dirty Mountain Man. It's like growl and as Twilight. a form of communication. Edward was constantly growling stuff. Yeah, it's like this weird protective animal, this like feral your, man. Ask your girlfriend. All right, do you have a list of questions? Ask my girlfriend. Are you keeping a list? I, you know, I might have. <laughs> it seems 
Weird Dude, do go. women like it when men growl as yeah. a form of communication? I was going to say, I should ask the co-worker, but that also... The fact that she recommended this book is barely crossing a line, but for me to be like, okay, what gets you wet? <laughs> when a man says, mmm, someone's aroused, does that get you wet? Like, it seems like it's crossing a line, so I don't think I'm going to go back to my coworker with it, but I will I ask my girlfriend. Wise. Yeah. yeah, I'll have a list of questions for my girlfriend then. Constant shock with uh, Tara about bondage is getting old, because we're nine chapters in and she's still like, what? You can't tie my legs like that? I'm like, yes, you can, because this is bondage. Yeah, well, still, we've got a day or two. No, it's got to be more than a day or two at this point. It's oh. been two days, isn't it? Three days, maybe. Maybe they're on day three now. She, uh, Logan says, hey, you talk to your, uh, oh, I got a quote in here, too. He says, hey, you talk to your stepdad. You tell her about us. She goes, oh, no, I don't want to start World War III, which is more Twilight dialogue. Yeah. Uh, I have a quote that says, I thrust, can't thrust, take thrust, another thrust, minute thrust, without thrust, you. <laughs> That's the dialogue we're dealing with here. <laughs> Are we on chapter nine still? Yeah, we can okay. move on. No, no, I want to talk about chapter nine. Because this is where Tara's talking to her stepdad, mm-hmm. Adam Sterling. And yeah. So, first of all, she's telling her stepdad about her FBI friend who's missing, who she's trying to rescue. Her name is Darcy, by the way. Yeah. And uh, she's telling her stepdad that uh, <laughs> the mission is to retrieve her friend Darcy. Mm-hmm. You remember her, right? Mm-hmm. This, I, I noticed this, too. And stepdad says, of course. She spent a few Christmases with us. Sad that her parents died so horrifically. In <laughs> 9-11. <laughs> they were in one of the planes that crashed into, like, the second tower. Wait, what? Oh, you didn't catch that? No, what? Oh, I've got that in my notes. I Wait, was, was that, that mentioned earlier? Or I said, like, Darcy is a hilariously unlucky character. <laughs> She's abducted by a killer, and her parents died in 9-11. They were in one of the planes that went into Tower Wait, 2. Wait, when was that mentioned? It's mentioned in Chapter 9 when she was really? talking to her dad, yeah. Yeah, yeah sweet girl. Sucks how her parents died, though. <laughs> yeah. She has no other foundation. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. else interesting about her. Anyway, she talks about her stepdad being retired from the FBI or whatever, and he's got this successful security, security contracting. Company, yeah. She comments on how much money he's making mm-hmm. and how much he gets to travel. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in the next paragraph is describing the profile of the person who kidnapped Darcy, saying it's probably a powerful man who has a lot of money and can travel a lot. Oh, I read the part where he says, like, ah, between the ages of, like, 30 and 55. I'm yeah. like, that seems weird. Like, all- yeah. Overly broad, but also really specific to stop at 55. Why not 60? Well, so, yeah, it's clearly him. Oh, yeah, I I wrote down that he speculates that the person has a serious kink, uh, that BDSM or little girls. And I wrote down, we know that already. (laughs) The the abductor is between the ages of 30 and 55. Uh, In this chapter is where anal apparently happens in the dungeon. What? (laughs) Or it's about to happen. And uh, Tara Stiffen, no. Logan, that's okay. We'll get you ready for for anal sex. <laughs> yeah, and I wrote down, you know, from my experience, anything I've read read about anal is they immediately fall in love. So that's a dangerous one to get into, yeah. unless you're really ready for it. And I said it'd be funny if one of these stories ended where anal was just something that one of the people weren't into. Like it is a sex scene that doesn't end super hot. We're just like, ah, okay, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Well, it's like push out a little bit. Just push out while I try to go in. No, I'm not into this. This one's not. Okay, well, can we just like for a couple seconds see if you relax into it? Okay. No, no, I'm not into it. <laughs> no, we tried it. Okay, we're done. We're done. Okay, all right. Well, you're not mad at me. No, I'm not mad at you. We tried it. I said I always said I wanted to try it. I'm not mad at you. Stop getting quiet. It's fine. Let's just move on. <laughs> but yeah, chapter ten. Yeah. Back in the dungeon, they talk about the case and how she can prepare. Then they hit the club, which apparently is the same dungeon you're saying, same location. Yeah, it's a big club. There's several dungeons in this club. Logan's got his personal dungeon, mm-hmm. but then there's a auditorium dungeon, I guess. Yeah, like a they, they called it like a public room or yeah. something. So, but this is a big night, um, and then also Logan asks Xander to bring her on the stage. Uh, she says that she thinks the dungeon's a bit like being in high school, which is weird. <laughs> uh, she finally reflects and lists off all the absurd things about this book. Uh, she reflects on how she thinks it's weird that she doesn't care about losing her fiancé. She thinks it's weird that she's about to go undercover for her friend that may be dead. Uh, and also that she's having, or that she's with her ex-boyfriend. Is it like it was weird that he's a dom? It's like, oh, the, at some point the author's like, I wonder if anyone reading this thinks these things are weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, time to cover up that mess. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Logan asks her why she's so quiet. Uh, then he says to her, "No deaths lately is a good thing, you know." <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in like as far as this case that she's about to join, like yeah. don't worry so much. There's been not, not that many deaths. Uh, and then he says that the abductor doesn't seem to want to kill the people he abducts. Yeah. So that's something you should just relax and not worry yeah. so much. So that's something. Uh, who would have thought that taking an anal plug could be a bonding experience? <laughs> she felt almost felt closer to him. So that's the line. That's a quote about how, again, anal brings people together. <laughs> I wrote, anal always does it. <laughs> um, oh, and at one point she says, what's on tap for the rest of the day? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then she goes to the, the, the performance stage thing at Club Dominion. Um, there's a lot of sex going on. So it's apparently like it's like a corporate party or something. And uh, there's a lot of sex. A lot of people on chains being walked around like little dogs. Yeah. That's a big club. Uh, all these women, just like Twilight, how Edward's the most handsome guy in the world. Yeah. All the women are looking at uh, Logan. And boy, they're all jealous. And then they run into Kelly or whatever her name is. Kelly. Kelly. They run into her, and she makes an appearance. So yeah. she actually came full circle back around. Yeah, uh, ten chapters in, and she's real bitchy. Oh, you're gonna have sex with her? But you wouldn't yeah. have sex with me. Then she gets hauled off to get punished. Yeah. So in this place, you're always then, on. You can't be like, oh, when, I sprained my ankle because you'll get punished. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when they were on stage, Logan kissed Tara, and there was yeah. an audible gasp from the crowd. <laughs> Again. How much research into the whole Dom sub BDSM thing? Like, is that something that would happen? I that's why this things like this that well, made me think like, is any of this really true to the culture? I don't know. It seems kind of made up. Doesn't seem like it's real. Dom. But I can be completely wrong. Yeah. I'm just thinking it seems weird. Brings her up on stage. Uh, Logan asks uh, Xander. Oh, there's tea lights everywhere, so it's romantic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I forgot to mention that. That's a nice little detail. And then uh, Logan asks Xander. It's as if it's like. It's as if it's like her graduation or it's like, uh, you know, whatever that she's being brought up. And then like Logan asks Xander, like, go ahead. Like you do the honors. And then she's flattered. She's like, oh, my God, he's going to have like Xander do this. That's so sweet. Uh, She's nervous. Uh, And then again, she gets reminded, don't be nervous, because if you're nervous, they're going to get you. You're (laughs) you're never going to trick them. She kind of gets indignant at one point. I forget what point. It's for the millionth time. Every time they, they have any sex yeah. scenes or bondage scenes, she always gets indignant. Like, well, I'm not going to do that. But yeah. then he's always like, I'm going to have to punish you. <laughs> it's like, I'm tired of reading that. We're 10 chapters in. Yeah. At this point, she's well, got to know, like, don't say, no, I'm not into that. <laughs> I would say you probably should prepare yourself for 10 more chapters of it, though. I have a feeling it's not just repetitive. Yeah, like, so. oh, she still just doesn't got it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe by the end, she'll finally get it. Yeah. Uh, then Logan feels her up for a while, and then they fall to nipple clamps that look like cherries. <laughs> and then she goes, oh, my God, is that what I think? And he goes, yep, they're cherries. <laughs> so, like, uh, also, it's only been a couple days. Like, how quickly can one get a set of custom nipple clamps made? I don't... Or maybe there's just cherry nipple clamps out there, Ben. You're yeah, thinking, I, you, I mean, have you be. looked around? Should we look around for nipple clamps and see what kind of how many cherry ones we find? At some point, Xander is going to butt fuck her while Logan does her from the front butt. <laughs> so, no, Logan's the only one that gets to penetrate her anally. Yeah, like he? they were building up to it, and I don't know if they did yeah. or didn't. I was just like skimming, kind of. I was reaching the point where it's like, you're going to be here in like 20 minutes. i got to hurry up. So, And then uh, they talk about how he hasn't been using protection and she's not on the pill. <laughs> and then it's like, oh my God, I might get pregnant. But Logan's well, like, I'm totally okay with that. Just, just because she was on the pill, but... With all the excitement of the cat, she's like forgotten to take it for a couple yeah. of days. And then he's not wearing rubbers, so. Yeah. So he there's the care. idea of possible pregnancy. And then, yeah. of course, because he's a sweetheart, he's a dom at heart. He yeah. wants to dom her and dom the baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, pretty much. In quotes, dom. Uh, I said the sex is starting to seem tedious. Uh, at what part does this book involve going undercover? <laughs> I'm really tired of hearing Logan call Tara Cherry all the time. <laughs> yeah. Ben! Yeah. General thoughts on this book? marginally better than Double Dirty Mountain Men. There's a yep. bit more of an effort at establishing a plot and characters. Of some sort, yeah. I mean, they're laughable, some of the elements. <laughs> yeah. Some of the holes in the plot, but there's a plot there. It's not just mm-hmm. 
there's a lot of hot fucking action too, but but it's so long. There's yeah. every chapter, like I said, a yeah. good eighty percent of it is just the sex scenes, and then a little bit of story crammed in. So it's kind of like I start finding myself just trying to get the sex scenes. Yeah, I would say though, even I think even the sex scenes are better written than they were in Double Dirty Mountain. Men they definitely too. are. It's, yeah, right? they are. It's not so childish, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did find this uh, better written than Double Dirty Mountain Men, better written than Twilight, <laughs> but not much yeah, on either. About, and so, like, there yeah. is a plot, there is something interesting, but it's there's so many giant holes. Like, why would the fiance be okay with her doing this? Yeah, and it's really repetitive, like you've been saying. Just, yeah, there's yeah. constantly they're they're shocked every single time. Like a dildo, I've never <laughs> used. Well, you just used one in the last chapter. Well, I've never. I don't feel comfortable. You were buck naked walking around in front of twenty people. It's, that's the reason why I decided to survive so well in this world. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're in agreement. That's a word that. Uh, yeah, it's not. Hmm. Is it? I don't think it is. Okay. Yeah. I would say agreement. <laughs> I remember uh, the guy, the lead singer of Limp Bizkit. He Fred used Durst? that word. Yeah, he used that word, and everyone made fun of him because it's not supposed to be a word. But then there was a oh. debate about whether it's a word or not. So now it's a word. Like maybe it's now it's a word just because there's so much talk about it. All right, that's so how words happen. Next episode, we're going to wrap this up. Yep. <clears throat> After that, we have the Christmas episode. Christmas jars. Christmas jars. <laughs> well, I still would like to read one that's actually well-written romance. We can, we can wait a while. But also... This the show's going to last forever. Yeah, it is going to last forever. Um, we're never quitting this. Don't you dare think about quitting the show. I'm not going to quit this show. Man. I know. It's all I have to you, get me through. You can't quit this show. Neither There's of us a lot can. of times where it's like, I'll just look at my girlfriend and be like, I can't do this anymore. And she's like, but you got the show. And I'm like... You're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> that show's the only thing keeping me around where I can bear to look you in the eyes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. That's been the show. Tune in next time. Bye. Book Oh, God damn it. <laughs>